On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film What Lies Beneath. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen it, please be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Hello, how are you doing? Um, that is an exceptional background. That is truly. Brilliant. Is it nice to see your favorite? Your favorite guy is my favorite guy. Looking like, um, you know what? I'm actually going to take a screenshot of this because so often we take, <laughs> I have like a, a different background every time Rob logs in, but that's not really good on audio, is it's it? Not, so there you go. Not. First minute of a podcast. So. so <laughs> For people who can't see the screenshot for whatever reason, um, Paddy has a background of, of famed, actual, definite psychic Derek Acora. Um, <laughs> proper uh, real ghost man. Proper real ghost man Derek Acora. Because um, part of the reason why this has been chosen is that I've discovered that all of Most Haunted is on Amazon Prime. So spooky season for me has been, of course, watching the movies for this podcast and watching various other spooky movies, but also binge watching um, all of Most Haunted, where Derek Akora turns up and claims that he can speak to the various ghosts through his best friend and ghost, Sam. Thank so you, Sam. He has a little a little ghost friend called Sam who follows him <laughs> about and, and gives him vital information. Um for anyone who's not seen it most haunted is a bunch of people um going to supposedly haunted places and pretending to see ghosts um and going oh my god it's an orb when it's clearly just a little bit of dust <laughs> that's floating around in the room um, <laughs> i've never I, watched it i i adore shows like most haunted um it's i i really love sort of real investigative ghost hunters that whole trope is something that i absolutely adore paranormal nonsense yeah and and, and most haunted is one of the the best examples of that bullshit actual paranormal activity or lack thereof (laughs) literal paranormal activity (laughs) um i do have a joke for you though oh okay um what did the psychic get when he went to the indian restaurant vindaloo uh, Vindaloo would be a good answer, but no, the answer is Derek Pecora. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did yeah. you just come up with that? Uh, no, I, I said it the other day to make my my partner get extremely angry with me. <laughs> that's um, a, a classic in the Gordon household. Which is what I do. Um, if I think of a bad joke off the top of my head, I have to share it at the most annoying possible time. Yeah. Um, While they're on a work the conference call, obviously. <laughs> I'll just burst into the room, <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs the joke. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, I yeah, I love I love Most Haunted. Um, I love uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved as well. I don't know Ooh. if you've ever seen BuzzFeed no. Unsolved. Um, but that is a more... Is that like Most Haunted, but for Gen Z? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Gen, Gen Z Most Haunted. Millennial and Gen Z Most Haunted with these two fellas who are actually quite funny and it's very comedic. One of them is extremely sceptical and one of them believes in ghosts. Right. And um, they, they go to these places and the, the sceptic says it's a load of bullshit constantly. Um, and yes, they have a good, a, a good rapport, shall we say. 
Um, Do you believe they, in ghosts? Like gen- no, genuine question. I don't believe in ghosts. I wish ghosts were real. If ghosts were real, the world would be a much more exciting place. It would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? I was just thinking, you know, how great would it be if there was a ghost of like someone who who died at the time where awful meme humour was the height of humour. So like they're they're there doing like troll face as a ghost. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like a guy who's just stuck doing that kind of Drake reacting to a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, meme. exactly. Um which yeah, I you know, I, I wish ghosts were real. Ghosts aren't real. I'm sorry everyone, but they're not. No. There's no there's no hard evidence. There's there's not even tangible evidence of ghosts being real. So you you've never experienced any paranormal activity yourself? No, no, I haven't. Um, like I said, I wish there had, and I'd been on ghost tours and things like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, no, been to the London Dungeon. <laughs> been to the London Dungeon. <laughs> Extremely haunted Extremely London Dungeon. Definitely haunted. Um, I've done the ghost tour in Edinburgh, where you go into the the Undercity, um, and everything like that. But yeah, no ghosts anywhere that I've been. No. If anyone knows no. of actual ghosts, let me know because I would love. Yeah, to see please a, send them our I'd way. I'd love to see a real ghost. We'd love to get them on the show as a guest. Yeah, exactly. What What would you do if you were a ghost? I'd I'd do lots of like cheeky haunting. I think you know I'd turn up at turn up at parties and you know turn up the volume on a, a banging track and stuff like that. You know I'd I'd try and do positive haunting as well, like appearing to people who need a bit a bit of a boost and saying yeah you got this. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is you know if you, hashtag positive haunting yeah being a positive ghost like would be great you could pants the prime minister for instance oh yes as a ghost or like you said you could be like hey guys you're feeling a bit low today don't worry i got your back ghost rob's got your back let's have a little chat yeah i'll write exactly. supportive messages in the fog on a mirror in a bathroom instead of like you're next or behind you i'll just write you've got this bro yeah Instead of saying Candyman three times in the mirror, you say Cake Man, and it's me, and I appear, and I've got a cake for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, have you ever seen Candyman? No, never. I'm aware of the trope. It was a thing at school. Go and say it in the mirror and see if yeah, see what happens. Because you had I never, I never did it. You had Bloody Mary as well, didn't you? Candyman and Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, and yeah, two. and the ghost of Queen Mary appears yeah. and kills you. Yeah. Um, because she was obviously furious. Is that immortalised in a film as well, Bloody Mary? Probably. Probably. There's been lots of... There's, there's a supernatural episode about Bloody Mary. All right. Um, I've never seen that show, but people love that show, don't they? <laughs> they do. It's, it's, uh, it's fun and stupid, and it gets steadily more and more melodramatic. Um, it's fun and stupid and has Dean from the Gilmore Girls in it, <laughs> therefore it's good. <laughs> but, but the most confusing thing is that... Um, that that Dean from the Gilmore Girls plays a character called Sam, yet his brother is called Dean in the show. Oh. It would be very confusing for Gilmore Girls fans. I can't watch it now. <laughs> it's best early on when it's literally just two brothers road tripping across America, killing ghosts with shotguns, playing classic rock. Um, which is, you know, that's the perfect television show, really, isn't it? But it slowly gets a bit too convoluted and uh, there gets a bit too much lore and overarching storylines, whereas it's best when it's at the whole, you know, the monster of the week idea that was done so well in X-Files and Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, before those two shows also got bogged down by convoluted plots 
Um, it's got a yeah. it's got a similar kind of issue where you know, like B- Buffy, the first three series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, amongst the best television ever made. I'd say brilliant and so funny as yeah, well. That's the thing people funny. forget. It was really funny. Um, an extremely funny show. Um, but then immediately starts getting very serious. Um, after that, and it all just gets a bit up its own arse, really. And that, that, yeah. That's the big problem with those shows. They they try and do too much when people are really watching it for stabbing vampires or shooting ghosts I mean, that, with shotguns. That's the problem with ghosts, ultimately, isn't it? Because they don't have a body, it's very, very easy, too easy, some might say, for them to crawl up their own arsehole. <laughs> that's, that's how you kill Bloody Mary. You trick it, trick her into crawling up her own arsehole. Right. So you need to get her on the set of a Paul Thomas Anderson film. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Paul Thomas Anderson's <laughs> Candyman. There is a new Candyman, isn't there? There is, yes. I've not seen it yet, but I've heard it's good. Who's who's behind it or in it? Or what's the hook? Or is it just we've remade Candyman? Whatever. Um, no, it's it's got more to it than that. So it's it was written by Jordan Peele. Ah, okay. Not directed. Lots of people think that he directed it. He didn't. Um, it's a director called Nia Da Costa, um, who, um, who who directed it. Um, so, um, but yeah, apparently it's very good. And uh, the the first Candyman is very much about race. Um, very right. heavily about race. It's not. It's not even a subtext. It's a lot. You know, it's a very interesting, complex movie. Um, and um, I I believe that the 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 remake again has has a similar um sort of thing going on um so cool. um yeah so i uh, i've heard it's good um i've not had a chance to watch it yet um but yeah i do i do like the first candy man though it's a good it's a good one is it silly no it's quite serious unfortunately no one no one shoots a ghost with a shotgun oh, um, boring <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, we we did not watch Candyman for for this week's episode. We watched instead uh, famous, terrifying CGI creator Robert Zemeckis's uh, two thousand horror movie What Lies Beneath. Yeah, it was it was nothing like Beowulf. <laughs> it's very different to Beowulf, isn't it? There was no CGI buttocks. There's no CGI <laughs> steam hiding a man's junk. There was the odd bit of bad CGI, though, which I appreciated. Yeah, you think this film came out in 2000, so you're like, well, okay, yeah. yeah. If you're going you're gonna to warp Michelle Pfeiffer's face into someone else's face for a second, it's not really on screen long enough for you to notice how bad it is, so that no. they got away with it, didn't they? <laughs> got away with it, but yeah, there is the odd bit of, 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 of dodgy CGI here and there. Um, but on the whole, this is a very... It's a very old-fashioned movie, hmm. I think. It's been a long time since I last watched it. Um, I actually had it on DVD, which shows how old... This is a DVD-era film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, when I, you first, I, like, you're stocking your house with DVDs, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get What Lies Beneath. And I need to have that yeah. in my collection. So, so I dug it out of my DVD box to watch it. Did you? Wait, have um, you got... You've actually got a DVD player? Well, I've got a, pl- a PS5 which plays DVDs. The PS5 plays DVDs? It does, yeah. I did not know that. It is a versatile system. This episode brought to you by PlayStation 5. Let's uh, go, Sony. For all your for all your home entertainment needs. 
You want to play games? You want to watch Blu-rays? You want to because I knew watch that like, the PS2 and the PS3 did that, but I assumed that maybe with the newer consoles they wouldn't bother because who watches DVDs anymore? But the answer is you, obviously. I I wrote in to Mister Sony, um, dear Ian Sony, dear Ian Sony, one Sony Ray Tokyo. Um, please make sure that we can play DVDs on the off chance that I want to watch What Lies Beneath on DVD in 2021. And he wrote back saying, Rob. I got this, don't worry. Um, and so, yeah, we uh, we were able to watch the old DVD that I found in my my, my tattered old You wrote uh, back saying, hey, DVD I box. love this film. Yeah, I, I love What Lies Beneath. I love this film. Also, the Sony PlayStation peaked in 1997 with Symphony of the Night. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that is factually <laughs> incorrect in every possible way. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> uh but but yeah it's it's uh it's an interestingly old-fashioned movie isn't it you know it, this comes from the dvd era but really it feels like something from the 60s or 70s doesn't it yeah it, it could have been made in any of those decades you know mm. bar the, you know the sort of the the quality of the filming and various things the plot itself it's not reliant on any any technology or anything like that it's a, it could have been a, yeah almost any point in the 20th century yeah, and, and things like the pacing and the dialogue, um, and even the plot. It's In general, it's a pretty simple plot about, you know, kind of... Uh, it's, it's almost a domestic thriller for the longest time. Yeah. Um, before, spoiler alert, given that it's in Halloween month, there is some supernatural shit that happens in this movie as well. But there's not but, that much, but it's, really, no, is there? No, it's, it's pretty low-key. You have a little a few bits and pieces here and there, but in general, it almost feels like a sort of um, a Hitchcock film, I suppose. It's got that kind of tone and atmosphere and pacing. You know, it's, it's about these very normal people and their very normal lives and the horrible things that they may or may not have done. Yeah. It, it feels like it's about their relationship, doesn't it? Like it's actually really i think it's of it as a romantic thriller that happens to have a bit of a supernatural element that causes the friction between them really and this is a film that really understands the the less is more thing isn't it yeah yeah um it's 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 incredibly understated you know for the for the most part in this movie it'll be you know a door potentially opening a little bit on its own or um or, or is that reflection in the lake a body, or is it not? Yeah. Um, it's 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 very subtle with its approach, and I found that refreshing because these kind of these kind of very realistic movies with a horror angle they don't really get made anymore. You get movies that are very subtle like this, but often they'll have that artistic flair. Yeah. Um, you know, think of something these, like um, It Follows which we did in yeah. Halloween month years ago, which I would say is in my top 10 films of all time because it's that good. Oh, wow. Which was made on a very, very low budget and is extremely realistic, isn't it? But it's realistic in a 21st century millennial kind of way rather than in this, which is kind of very much in the Hitchcock tradition. But they're essentially doing the same thing. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, it's, it's a, very, a very simple premise, a very character-driven thing. Um but yeah, like, you know, you know, when you look at those movies like It Follows, where it's quite simple, there's nothing spectacular, there's no huge big set pieces. Um, instead, it it's got this stylistic angle that really pulls you in and, and wraps you up. And then yeah. at the other end, you've got the very big 
horror movies like um like the new halloween films like the conjuring movies which are very bombastic very dramatic very action heavy yeah um i watched the most recent james wan movie um oh yeah what's it called malignant malignant and it's in like a hilarious sort of 80s looking stephen king font (laughs) (laughs) it's um i loved it for the most part is a bit of there's a little bit too much action in it for my liking um right which which is always a big no-no for me in horror movies um there's like lots of kung fu action scenes and parkour and stuff which, <laughs> parkour. which, which takes there's there's parkour <laughs> um which Brilliant. completely takes you out of the moment of a horror movie every time if there's too much action it just does not work um but it's got one of the most ridiculously stupid twists i've ever seen in a horror film and it's all the better for it it's oh love it it's it's up there with i don't know if you've ever seen the orphan no um i've seen the a, orphanage yeah that, that's a good film entirely. um <laughs> no the, or, orphan is a is a fantastic movie as well but that again has a truly terrible twist that just makes the movie a hundred times better um, is that like the boy yeah, well, the boy also has a has a terrible twist, um, but um, again, which is that I he's don't... actually the man. <laughs> which is, well, yes, literally, that is the <laughs> he's living in the, the twist. It's a, it's a spoiler, spoiler alert for the boy. boy. I've never even seen it. I just read up on it. I was like, I'm um, never going to bother to watch this, but I'm kind of vaguely interested in it after we talked about it before. Yeah, I, 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 I love horror movies, and I love quotation marks bad horror movies as much as I love good ones. And, um, yeah, the boy is a great one for that because all the way through you think it's a creepy haunted doll in this old house. Uh, and then it turns out that the child of this family has been living in the walls and is now a fully grown man wearing a creepy mask and just breaks out of the wall. It's, oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, but yeah, Orphan is another one with a ridiculous twist and, and Malignant has one of the best ridiculous twists I've ever seen. Brilliant. Um, Whereas, but but yeah, so you get those two kind of horror movies now. You get the very stylistic, subtle ones, but then you get the very, uh, and then you get the very bombastic movies. And it, you know, this might be one of those rare last few examples of a star-studded cast in a subtle slow burn thriller like this. Mm. Before, before when you got these stars into movies, they had to be fucking massive. Um, this is a very or, or they had to be Oscar bait. You know, this movie's not Oscar bait. Um, no. But, you know, so, so you know, what would Scarlett Johansson do? Would she do a million Marvel movies and Marriage Story? Or would she do something like What Lies Beneath? Probably not What Lies Beneath, because that's not the direction that, that Hollywood's going in anymore. There's, there's, yeah. Th- this kind of movie's kind of been squeezed out between the 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 oscar dramas and the big budget nonsense yeah and i i think i think you know i think hollywood's a little bit worse off for that i i love that you used to get these kind of movies yeah i don't and, and i don't think these are getting made on you know netflix or amazon prime either are they these kinds of no films? no they're not um, maybe so, the closest so any- thing you have uh films that get adapted from books stuff like the girl on the train did you see that yeah, Girl on the Train's probably the closest, but again, that's got a bit more of a bombastic edge to it. There's a lot of there's a lot of sort of flashiness to that, which, yeah. which what lies beneath doesn't have. But I think those are kind of the closest things. And 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 like you said, you know, they're not getting made for for Netflix or for um Amazon either. You know, you you occasionally get movies like this, but 
they're they're um they're they're not as good <laughs> I, I think as i was trying to think of a polite way to to, to spell them out but actually no then then they're, they're nowhere near as good as this the movies that try and do something like yeah this. i mean maybe it's telling that when i typed it into netflix to see if it's on there um what came it, it was not on there obviously because nothing you ever want to watch is actually on there but like you know when you type it in and it's like explore titles related to i think the first one that came up was secret obsession <laughs> oh really yeah. excellent excellent <laughs> um yeah and that's the thing is you know those kind of relationship-led thrillers are are not what you get anymore um with sort of big budgets yeah i'm I'm gonna do the same test here. yeah um, or films that explore you? marriage you know outside of marriage mm. story which obviously is a ridiculous <laughs> film soundtracked by gonna get a divorce. <laughs> exactly soundtracked by randy newman yeah um <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't get. I did get Secret Obsession, but it's on the second row. Okay. Um, I did get Girl on the Train as as the first one that came up. Yeah. Myself. Um, so that I had to pay three forty nine to watch it on Amazon Prime, and annoyingly, it used to be two. You could pay two forty nine for standard definition and three forty nine for HD. And you know, I'm cheap enough. I'll I'll save the pound by getting it in SD. But now they're not differentiating. So like, why even bother having the SD option when it's the same price? Like why not well, just have exactly. HD and downgrade it automatically if you if you're watching it in SD, which on a, like a shit device, which it does anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit. It was uh, well worth three forty nine though. I I'd of say. course watched it in standard definition because because uh, I watched it on DVT. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> It was fine, yeah, it was fine, um, but um, but yeah, I'm glad that you you felt it was worth three pound forty nine. Absolutely, nice. I wouldn't say that about many films. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I agree. This movie is worth three pound forty nine exactly. Not a penny more, not a yeah. penny less. If it was three fifty, um, I'd have said no. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a nice little subtle horror film with very good performances um that for the most part you know but it's not really until the end that you're sure if there's anything supernatural actually going on no and it walks that line really well i think i mean it shows you the things that she is seeing and michelle pfeiffer who gives an iconic performance i think mm, but yeah it's yeah. it's like it's from her point of view almost so it's a, almost like she's an unreliable narrator and then at the end, you see you see the corpse in the river, sort of in the in the lake or whatever, reaching out for Harrison Ford, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, she what the ghost was there, but it's like, yeah, up until that point, you're not sure if she is just you know seeing things. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, I think it, it, it walks that line incredibly well, like you said. I think it does a ve- a very good job of um of making sure that you aren't quite sure what's going on until the end. Um, and it's only when you get that big there's the big jump scare in this movie there's there's one big jump scare yeah and um it's not until that point that you think oh yeah definitely definitely there's something spooky going on here there's a um, there's a small one at the beginning at the fence isn't there which i thought was a bit silly <laughs> yeah it, you can imagine how well this went over at the cinema with audiences because there are the odd jump scares here and there you've got you've got the one with the eye at the fence uh, right at the beginning uh, then you've got harrison ford sitting up very suddenly into your view um there's 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 little bits and pieces there that would work quite well as jump scares in the cinema um but sitting at home watching them you're just like oh yeah that's a jump scare um whereas the the main one works quite well still um i i think 
the, the the main spooky jump scare. Yeah, for sure. And of course, it's worth pointing out that this was tied for the last Robert Zemeckis movie before he went into horrifying CGI monstrosities. Right. <laughs> um, so this was this was filmed during a break in production on Castaway. Ah. Whilst Tom Hanks uh, lost weight to be on the island shouting at football. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and so, so yeah, they went and filmed this at that point. And I've got something controversial to say here. I, I, I like this movie more than Castaway. I'm sorry, but I don't particularly like Castaway. I, I think I've only seen it once and I can't even really remember it. All I remember is him yelling on an island. <laughs> I mean, that's basically And if it. anyone's going to do that, it should be Nicolas Cage. I mean, well, we already <laughs> talked about Captain Corelli's mandolin, but... <laughs> I I I think um I think they should do a Michael Bay remake of Castaway with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. All explosions, all screaming all the time. Um I think that would be, be brilliant. Nicolas yeah. Cage and Scarlett Johansson just because <laughs> just because she can play she can play uh, the football. <laughs> she can play the football. Once again cultural appropriation from Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um she's got no idea what football's really like. She d- no exactly. She's never even been to um, a football match. She's never even been to a football game. Um, so uh, yeah, Castaway. I think, eh, I, I can take or leave Castaway. It's massively overrated, isn't it? Like yeah, it's probably it a decent film, but yeah, it's no. it's it's fine. But it won fifteen Oscars. Really, fifteen Oscars. Fifteen. Can't have been um, much else. 15, good that came out 15 that year. Awards at least. Um. That's me pouring water, by the way, not urinating. <laughs> I just when I was editing one of the other episodes, I heard that in the background, and I was like, what? Uh, "It sounds like I'm going for a wee." Oh no, I'm wrong. Sorry, it was 15 award wins okay. overall, 38 nominations overall. Um, that will that will teach me to read stuff on IMDb too quickly. Um, yeah, so so it, it, it got nominations for Tom Hanks and for sound, and I'm just like, I mean, Tom yeah. Hanks is good in that movie, but. Man, uh, the echo on him shouting at a football was really something. You got you got to experience the, that in surround sound. He shouts the word Wilson. You have to experience it as Robert Zemeckis intended. He you can't he watch it on a Game Boy out, Advance. He lost out to our main man, Russell Crowe. Um, from Gladiator, Gladiator of course. Yeah. yeah, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Um, which, which to be fair, great performance from our boy Russell. Yeah, iconic. Um, yeah, and Gladiator is another movie that I, I, I like Gladiator, but I can't watch it very often. <laughs> I get very bored of it very fast. Yeah. Um, you know, the first time I watched it, I was like, that was really good. I have no need to watch that movie for another five it's years. It's so much longer than you, you realise, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. many scenes of whacking Phoenix and Oliver Reed just talking about nothing. <laughs> like, come on, get back to Russell Crowe cutting someone in half. But Oliver Reed though is he's he was a he was a real talent. Mm. Um I watched a movie with Oliver Reed in actually the other day um called uh, Burnt Offerings mm. uh which is a horror movie obviously it's a horror movie I'm <laughs> only watching horror movies this this month. Um uh directed by the guy who created uh, Dark Shadows. If do, do you know Dark no. Shadows the the supernatural soap opera from the 60s and 70s i did not know about this um yeah it's a it's a sort of cult cult classic show um about this this 
awful family that lives in this house where spooky stuff happens but really it's a it's a soap opera with supernatural things going on in oh like like the adams yeah. family yeah uh, kind of similar to the adams family but instead of a so instead of a comedy as a soap opera it's kind of a similar sort of vibe um and uh yeah it's him and his family who who uh move into this house for the summer and bad things happen but it's there's moments which are just really really funny um including oliver reed jumping out of a window to, to, at the end to, to to die oh no um spoiler alerts for burnt offerings but it's just so funny so yeah track that down on i think it was on amazon prime that i watched All right. it. um it's uh it's uh yeah an enjoyable enjoyable little horror horror flick um but yes it's uh getting back on on track um yeah this was the last the last robert zemeckis movie alongside castaway before he went and did polar express and beowulf and christmas carol oh no um so is this is this the we've last g- we've given way too much airtime to all of those films already <laughs> we really have um although we, we've only we've only done one haven't we we haven't done polar express or christmas Carol. no we haven't why were two of his horrifying CGI monstrosities Christmas based? I know because the Christmas can be horrifying sometimes, can't it? <laughs> if, if there's anything that Robert Zemeckis wants you to know, it's that Christmas is actually horrible. At Christmas, a terrifying CGI man is going to stalk your dreams. Yeah, um, and Tom Hanks <laughs> is going to voice him. And Tom Hanks is going to voice him. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose there's a there's a there's a point, a suggestion to be made, really, that it was this, this and Castaway that were the last sort of truly great Robert Zemeckis movies. Um, I don't think I've seen any of the ones after, so you may well be right. Because because you've got Flight, which is um, is that about a flight? It's about a flight. It's <laughs> about the pilot who landed in the river. Um, if if you remember that, no, um, with, with Denzel Washington and. and it's pretty well regarded, but not not thought of in the same way as you know. Castaway is seen as this all time great. Yeah, um, it sounds flight sounds really boring. Yeah, and it, it's okay. It's okay. It's a pretty good movie. Um, then there's the walk, which apparently is pretty good. Um, I was put off by Joseph Gordon Leffitt's um French accent, which was extremely not good. Oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, but I've heard it. I've heard it is good. Um, then you've got a, a war movie. Uh-huh. Um. Which you know, war movie. Yeah. Um, There's no such thing as a good war movie. The only good war movie <laughs> is The Great Escape. That's it. I mean, I, 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 I am, I am, I am intrigued by it because it's got Marion Cotillard and and Brad Pitt as the two leads, which is a pretty good combination. Um, then you had Welcome to Marwin. Yeah, which is, um, looks very interesting, and we know the the story. You know the story behind that, right? Yes. Yeah, the man who made the little. Um, little model town thing isn't it yeah Um, there's a documentary film about it called marwin cole which came out in 2010 which our friend rob sherman was really into at the time i remember and he wrote a song about it um and uh yeah which which looks interesting but i think it was a horrendous failure um financially welcome to Marwin. yeah i think budget 50 million box office 13 million yeah yeah not great um, and then he did The Witches last year, which did not go over very well. Oh, um, yeah. With I forgot about that. Yeah, which, which you know, people were thinking, oh, Robert Zemeckis, The Witches. Could be a great combination, but apparently it was it was not very good. Yeah. No, I, um, I heard nothing but bad things about that. Yeah, yeah. And and then coming up, he's got Pinocchio. He's Is doing, that terrifying he's doing CGI? A, 
<laughs> well, it says live action. But oh, we all know what that means. <laughs> is it Disney live action? <laughs> um, we've got Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket, um, and some child as Pinocchio. Why are they remaking Pinocchio instead of The Black Cauldron? This is bullshit. <laughs> Pinocchio is nonsense rubbish. It's one of the um, worst Disney films, and I don't like it. It's creepy and strange and old-fashioned and weird. I mean, those are all of the reasons why I think Pinocchio is one of my favourite <laughs> Disney movies. It is creepy and strange <laughs> and weird. Um, the, the kid, the kid playing Pinocchio, is the kid who was in the Haunting of Bly Manor, who did a did a pretty darn good job in that. Oh, yeah? So, um, so yeah. So hopefully it'll be okay. But it's again, do we really need another Pinocchio? We've had so many Pinocchios. Um, and then oh, Luke uh, Evans, doing, isn't it? Um. Uh, yes, which which you know they've just got to chuck everyone who's been vaguely successful in a Disney movie, yeah, in somewhere, don't they? And then he's doing a movie about King Kamehameha. Uh, All right, uh, about about him uniting the Hawaiian Islands. Cool, um, that could be interesting. Played by played by The Rock. Okay, um, I'm into that. So so maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some get some good Robert Zemeckis stuff out. But yeah. The, you know, in my opinion, this was the last really great Robert Zemeckis movie anyway. Yeah, um, I think you, you're probably right about that. Um, but interesting enough, it was not, it wasn't massively well received at the time. It did really well financially. It got, it got triple its budget back. This is the kind of film you're going to go see in the cinema. If it's, it's July, yeah, July the year 2000. You're going to go see this in the cinema, aren't you? Well, that's yeah, a boom exactly. time. Everyone's got loads of money to go to the cinema. You think nothing of, yeah, just going to the cinema and just seeing every film that's out there. But also, like, you'd be like, yeah, I want to go see this new Robert Zemeckis, like, thriller horror film. Yeah, I bet that's going to be yeah, scary and, and, and good. And it was. And you, uh, yeah, a new Robert Zemeckis horror movie with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. 100% people are going to be on board with yeah. that. And I think from an audience perspective, it's pretty well thought of. And two two actors who I think are just a little bit perhaps past their peak, but still like really really good and in a really really good place in their careers. I think still like massive massive names at the time. Yeah, I think you know the the, the huge bombastic um, successes of their of their careers might have might have been and gone at this point. You know, you had Grease oh, well, too. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Grease too. I mean, the only um, problem in this film is that she didn't sing about wanting a cool rider, a cool ghost I mean, rider. Yeah. That that is the that is the um, that is the one flaw, isn't it? Um, yeah, you know, you, you but you you had uh, things like Batman Returns as well in the early in the early nineties um, for, for for Michelle Pfeiffer that really you know uh, what an amazing performance in that movie yeah. from her, and then with Harrison Ford, of course, you know, uh, an extremely long and and successful career. This is um, around stuff like the firm and that, isn't it? That was a bit yeah, earlier. So, so but um, this still feels still feels a bit nineties, doesn't it? In the two thousand, they'd have been making it. In it the does, 90s. yeah. You know, but 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 this is be after things like um, like Patriot Games and The Fugitive, yeah. and Indiana Jones. All of that's been and gone. Um, and after this, it's sort of. Um, you know, you get into things like Hollywood homicide, or um, not seen that, or, or Indiana Jones Four. Which have you seen, Indiana Jones Four? Kingdom of the Crystal Bum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, that crystal space yeah. zombies come down from space, and older old, old <laughs> Harrison has to kill them. 
<laughs> yeah exactly yeah. exactly um so you know again yeah the sort of uh, the 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 true highlights um and i i'd love in particular to see michelle pfeiffer have a have a huge return um you know she's she's been in some big stuff here and there like new um, year's eve in, <laughs> like new, the only good thing about new year's eve <laughs> yeah that, that um, her storyline was the best storyline in that film it, sure. yeah that could have been a movie in its own right and and she was literally the only good thing about that film yeah i would um, watch a film with her and zach efron getting down to it yeah um but you know she she's been in some 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 stuff that's gone over quite well even if it's not good like she's in mother 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 um oh is she I, yeah I she is realize. she is um, did she play the mother no she did not play the mother the mother oh. is um what's her face from um uh from hunger games oh jennifer lawrence jennifer yeah, lawrence yeah. Is, is is the mother um but yeah you've got you know murder on the orient express as well she was in the ant-man yeah. sequel um so yeah you know we could we could i i think we deserve a a a resurgence I think we we deserve more Michelle Pfeiffer on our screens. Yeah, definitely. And and I think she is, you know, she carries this movie for the most part. A lot of it is her alone on screen. Um and I think she does an incredibly good job of having that vulnerability um uh, in it. I think yeah. it's incredible. And of well com- convincing convincing you that you're completely on board with everything that's happening to her whilst also you still questioning it in the back of your mind and that is down to the performance as much as anything else in the film yeah yeah 100 percent um and so yeah it's 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 very well done and then harrison ford um again toes that line very well for a movie like this because and again this is spoilers for the twist end movie it's twist end of the movie here just as an extra spoiler warning for you but harrison ford is not a good man in this movie he is in fact a murder man um the worst kind of man the murder man um, yeah but for the most part of this film you know you are kind of thinking oh what's going on here is someone is someone a wrong and and for for a little bit of time you're thinking it's the neighbor uh then you're thinking maybe it's all in michelle pfeiffer's head and then you're thinking oh maybe it is harrison ford maybe it's not harrison ford and he does a great job of being his charming harrison ford self without giving away that he is the wrong yeah um, which is something that's very, very hard to do in films like this. Often you can spot it a mile away and go, that guy's the bad guy. He's do- he's doing his gruff Harrison Ford thing. I'm a I'm a clever and handsome professor, yeah? Yeah, but yeah, I'm a exactly. little bit gruff, but I'm still lovable. I'm still lovable. Um, and and, and, and yeah, that's it- where I think the film really, really nails it being from her point of view, which, you know, it almost feels like, um, like reading prose, where it's, you know, where it's, you know where it's in third person, but everything works really well because a masterful writer has written it understanding point of view and how point of view works. Um, and I think this is done really, really well in this film that you don't see often in film because it shows you everything. It only shows you F- Harrison Ford when it's relevant to how she sees him. And that yes, is exactly. is masterful. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredibly well done. Um it, and and again, that comes down to a level of competency in storytelling that a lot of these kind of movies don't get. Um, you know, this this film is is entirely from her point of view. You only see scenes where she is involved, um, and it creates this sense of isolation that just helps drive this mystery onwards and onwards. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's oh, it's it's very well done. 
very well done. Really well done. And the last 10 minutes or so, there's no dialogue at all, is there? It's pretty much just her sort of escaping from the bad situation and then eventually getting into the bottom of the lake and seeing the corpse and whatever. And then once he's dead and gone, literally all it all you get is one scene of her laying flowers on the grave of the mur- girl that he murdered who was haunting them. And that's it, film done. And you're like, there was no dialogue for the last 10, 15 minutes, which again, is I think is really, really rare and extremely effective. Yes, the anti there will be blood. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford drinks zero milkshakes. In this <laughs> he drinks song. no milkshakes. Um, and but yeah, no, it, it, you're completely right. I think the the end of the movie gets a bit silly, but I think it kind of works in the same way that I don't know if you've ever seen the film Red Eye. No, um, is that about a very long flight? It is about a very long flight. In fact, um, it's. Um, it's Killian Murphy is sitting next to um oh what's her name? Um Rachel McAdams on a plane. And to begin with it was like, oh yes, these are a charming couple of people. Then it turns out that that Killian Murphy, whose character name is one of the worst slash best character names ever, by the way, can I just point out his character name is Jackson Ripner, <laughs> which is so good. Um he's 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 going to I can't remember if it's he's going to go and kill her dad or he's going to blackmail her into doing something to get money off her dad or something like that. It's all a setup that he's sitting next to her. And it becomes this incredibly tense thriller of these two people sitting next to each other on the plane. And then it gets very silly at the end where they get off the plane. Um, so obviously that tension is re- removed, but it but it works it works very well as a sort of silly thriller. Um, and this kind of has a similar thing where you've got that incredible scene at the end where she's paralysed in a bath where the water is rising to drown her. Yeah. Um, and it's so well done and really tense. One of you know expertly filmed tension filmmaking right and it's just long enough isn't it for you to feel that tension rising and for it to then be squashed at exactly the right time exactly yeah and and then you immediately get that build-up of tension again because it turns out that harrison ford's what where harrison ford's body was meant to lie is no longer there and so he's he's gone somewhere else um and And the blood is like all over the walls where you can see where he's been like scratching around and stuff yeah and and so that's you know it's it's incredibly well done and then towards the end it gets a bit silly there's a kind of car chase thing going on yeah. um which which gets a bit over the top but it kind of works to have that really She's trying tension. to call 911 on a like a 2000 cell phone yes, with an yeah, LED exactly. display exactly um um but it but it kind of works as this big release of tension at the end of a very tense movie so it's almost like allowing the audience to have that excitement again. So again, it, it falls into that structural success that often comes with a thriller like this, um, where you know you're, you're almost rewarding the audience for putting up with the tension all the way through, with, with giving them you know something exciting to watch to 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 do something with that adrenaline adrenaline that they've been building over the course of the two hours length of the movie. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, the pace and the way it builds to that climax is is fantastic. And I was yeah, I was I was on the edge of my seat, such as you you can be these days, not in a cinema, sitting in a sofa <laughs> at home. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I am going to the cinema. Might I add? Are you? Um, I when? am. 
uh, next Friday, I think, or next Wednesday. I think it might be next Wednesday, actually. Um, I'm going to see June. Oh, yes, of course. I figured that people are still going to be watching James Bond, so it's probably a good time to go and see June because there might be less people in the cinema to see it. Yeah. What? Um, oh, that's great. I'll, I'll let you know how it is. I'll yeah, because you know. I do want to see it. How I many, might have to wait till it comes to streaming because the opportunities for a, a father of small children to get to the cinema are rare these days. But. Yes, I, I think what you need to do is is take Eric along to experience June. Yeah, well, I hopefully hopefully they'll be showing it at baby cinema. <laughs> I think they definitely should. Um, you yeah, know, well, he's got no idea like what is scary, so he actually <laughs> might enjoy it as a pure well, spectacle. Yeah, exactly. His favorite thing at the moment, actually, on TV, he doesn't watch a lot of TV, but he wants to watch. Um, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, because oh, so, yeah. you know he's obsessed yeah. with pumpkins, and like he loves Halloween now. Because like Excellent. first it was pumpkins, and now all of the books and the stuff that we show him depicts pumpkins in the context of Halloween. So now he's just running around shouting Happy Halloween all the time, which is really nice. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, but he loves um, you know, the Charlie Brown cartoon of The Great Pumpkin and it's got a lot of scenes of them like dressing up for Halloween and with some little like kind of scary cartoony stuff and he just thinks it's like the funniest, loveliest thing. So and I think that's good. So I think when like people start telling him that ghosts are scary, he'll be like, "What? No, they're not." No, they're not. They're great. Yeah. Oh, I think you've got you've got a horror fan on your hands immediately, yeah. which is fantastic. That is good. So what I'm saying is, we're going to watch The Exorcist with him tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I I think you should definitely take cues from my parents and just sit him down with yeah, The Exorcist, with Terminator, Alien, Deliverance. Yeah, you turned He's out got fine. A, I turned out perfectly fine. <laughs> He's got to got to learn about these things. Got to got to witness these things. But I mean, in, did in your parents show of, you The Exorcist? No, my parents were not big horror movie fans actually so they showed me all sorts of other horrible disturbing stuff not to be like watch this rob you hog but more just i feel like watching deliverance the, oh yeah the kids here uh, and probably sci- sci-fi stuff i guess lots of sci-fi yeah. lots of violent action movies but horror is something that i kind of discovered on my own i guess right um they were never big big horror movie fans um but obviously it's something that you know when i've been desensitized to violence at such a young young an age what's what scary violence versus Arnold Schwarzenegger violence, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, what does it I, matter if a ghost's doing it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I think, you know, you've got to give him the primer of of um, David Lynch's Dune first. Mm. Before, before, um, before the new Dune. Yeah, definitely. He doesn't. He does like our neighbor's cats. So I want. I'm worried that if I show him David Lynch's Dune, he'll then go and try and milk them. Try and try and milk the cats. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I I know I mention this all the time, but Dune is a weird book. Why did David Lynch decide to make it more weird with things like cat milking? <laughs> it's the number one question on this show, and it's the, <laughs> we'll never know the answer. I mean, I lo- I love David Lynch, and I secretly love David Lynch's Dune. Even you know, a, lo- a lot of people who are big fans of the book aren't big fans of the movie, but I I love it in all of its goofy glory anyway. Um, and um, yeah, it is, it is something I think about every so often. Why is he milking a cat? Why why did they add the scene of someone milking a cat? Um, very, very odd. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to see June. I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I've heard it's been getting good reviews and, and a fair amount of people are coming out to see it worldwide, which is probably bad for 
humanity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's good for Denis Villeneuve. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, I've well. got like one more day of holiday to take. Maybe maybe I could take a day, one of the days when Eric's at nursery and go and see that and the James Bond. Oh, why don't you? Yeah, go and go and do might, that. Have a cinema day. Have a. Yeah. It's the 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 masculine dad bro equivalent of a spa day. Yeah, exactly. I've earned it. Yeah, go go see some movies. Come home and and paint some Warhammer. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what dads do, right? <laughs> or wash the patio. That's wash the, patio. the job I've been <laughs> yeah. trying to do, but it keeps raining. Uh, I've been meaning to wash the patio for ages now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you're right. It it does keep raining. It is a this is our lives now, Paddy. You realise yep. this is this is what we have. Um, <laughs> anyway, right? Is there anything else you want to you want to say about what lies beneath? Um, just that you know, as well as the performance being good and the pace being really good, and a lot of those things that really contribute to building the tension, um, there are a lot of really really great shots as well. I think the cinematography is really on point. Mm. Uh, like the shot where you you see the mirror and she's got that like shard of glass from the mirror that she takes. And it's like, she's sort of using it to look behind her, but it's also, it might be a weapon to stab someone, but there's the shot where she first picks it up and you see her face reflected in it and the way the camera sort of pans around her. So again, it really, really contributes to you feeling like you're experiencing everything from her point of view without actually looking through her eyes. And the, the cinematography, I think is a major contributing factor to that as well. Um, and it's, it's just really, really good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, Robert Zemeckis is on is on the record saying that he shot it like a Hitchcock movie, right? Um, if if Hitchcock had access to modern technology, um, which again, you know that that feeds through to that that excellent cinematography. Um, it's it's yeah, it's incredibly well done. And I also think it's a very realistic film. I think it's realistic in the way that sort of people would talk about paranormal shit. You know, where it's like if someone thinks they've the stuff that she first sees or like thinks she sees or is experiencing is very very subtle small things and the kind of thing where you believe when he's like you should go and see the shrink and then she sits there in the shrink's office with the amazing shot with you can see kind of the street above with the cars going past um and you're like that is exactly how it would go down isn't it no yeah 100 percent. you you know you'd have the the skeptic getting someone to go to the the psychologist to talk things over um but then you'll have you know, friends who will say, "Yeah, I I believe in that kind of stuff because it is it is quite common." You know, we're we're two people that don't believe in it, but yeah. a lot of people will say, "You know, I believe in something supernatural," and so there would be that positive reinforcement by other people around them. Um, so yeah, you're you're right. There is this realism to it, which I think really helps ground it. Of course, the most realistic thing being anyone who works in academia should never be trusted. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is well, the main they, these, of this these days he wouldn't have a he wouldn't have a permanent job. He'd be working like short term insecure contracts at four different universities. <laughs> well, I, so he, he wouldn't have time to worry about ghosts. I mean, to be fair, he's pretty old, so he might be one of the members of the old guard that's got yeah. an incredibly secure position despite doing literally nothing. Um, apart from being transphobic yeah i was gonna say yeah maybe maybe he's about to be cancelled (laughs) (laughs) i mean he is he he would have been cancelled wouldn't he for murdering someone that he was having an affair with yeah definitely Uh, that is definitely cancellable i don't think even the transphobic crowd would come out in support of of harrison ford's character in this movie no um you know as much as they like rallying against cancel culture um i think this might be a step too far even for them um so (laughs) 
Yeah, he could be interviewed on like Graham Linehan's podcast or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll go on GB News saying, I was cancelled simply for murdering some millennial. All I um, did was murder a woman. And then, yeah, you'll have, you'll have uh, the, the, the definitely not murderers alliance coming out in support of him saying, he did nothing wrong. This is the this is a a trans conspiracy against this beloved academic. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then the you know all the news outlets will be like, yeah, we have to respect the news of the definitely the views of the definitely not murderers alliance because they're yeah. a legitimate organization. <laughs> they're a legitimate organization that can certainly be trusted. Um, who do you think we're talking about, listeners? Do you think we're talking about the Taxpayers Alliance, the LBG Alliance, or another very suspicious right wing funded pressure group? Fathers for Justice, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a few you could throw in there. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like to see the transphobic groups um, taking on the Fathers for Justice thing and dressing up like superheroes. Yeah. Graham, Graham Linen dressed up as the Hulk, oh dear. storming into Parliament. That's going to replace the whale of my nightmares. <laughs> Um, anyway, right, I've got a little bit of trivia for you. Yes, please um, do. Not, Did not... I have to say anything else? Just to say that, I, who has a bath without an overflow? But then I thought, I realised there was one, it was just not a very good one, obviously. Yeah, I, well, I think most baths, if you had it on full, probably the overflow wouldn't work anyway. Yeah. Not to that extent. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's a, a poor planning, poor planning from them. Yeah, but but very nice good. looking bath though. Very good planning from Harrison Ford if you wanted to ever drown someone, though. I appreciate a deep tub. Yeah, no, I, I love a deep deep bathtub. It's like having a little mini swimming pool to yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, little little bit of um, little bit of trivia for you. Um, obviously, I take it you notice that the, the the psychologist's office is literally what lies beneath. Yep. That's smart, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> this was Harrison Ford's only horror movie as well the only one we ever did which is great um and um yeah there was a little bit of controversy around the film's trailer trailer as well because people claimed that it spoiled plot twists um but also there was a scene in the trailer in which um claire is looking at the photograph um and notices a ghost face in the window which never actually appeared in the final movie oh that's weird um, so yeah, which which happens every so often. Every so often, the the trailers will, will chuck in a, an extra scene that gets deleted from the final cut, for instance. It's interesting that it was controversial then to say, uh, yeah, the trailer spoiled the film for me. Where now every single trailer shows you the entire film, yeah, in yeah. two minutes. Yeah, it's reached the point where if I like the look of a movie after about thirty seconds, I turn off the trailer because I'm like, I know that this is going to ruin it for me. Yeah, <laughs> if I don't turn it off now. I watched the trailer for Dune, but it's like I know the story, so I guess well, it's, yeah, it's a bit exactly. different, you isn't know, it? Uh, it's why I wasn't too fussed about seeing Dune as soon as it came out in the cinema because I thought, you know what, I know the I know the book. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't necessarily need to worry about spoilers unless they change everything. Um, but anyway, so so that's it from uh, from from tr- uh, trivia for what lies beneath. So should we get on to nice. rating this bad boy? Yes, let's see. How many? Mm. How many young women will you murder and th- throw in a lake <laughs> before you? Until you get cancelled. <laughs> until you get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I will murder seventeen young women. Yeah. No. That. That's. That's perfect. And this I is very I good, just, isn't it? I yeah. think. 
holds up very very well but definitely well worth your time a good one for halloween and again if you if you don't like loads of supernatural stuff or if you're you don't like loads of gore or whatever then this is actually a good film for you because it's almost like a a thriller isn't it with a with a bit of a paranormal underlayer yeah this is to be a really good introduction to someone who's interested in horror movies or, or rather getting into horror movies but is a bit worried about falling into a blood fest or something that's too weird yeah or something that's too scary because you're right you know there is a tension to it there is a horror to it but it's more of a thriller in its in its approach and um yeah so it's a really good entry point as well so if you're even if you're not a horror fan um i'd recommend giving this a watch because there's and a lot you to may enjoy in it. you may find yourself grabbed by the romantic element as well because they go on a journey they're, they're already married but it's like the, the way it treats their marriage is really interesting as well and they sort of go on a journey with him not believing her to eventually believing her then to him turning and trying to kill her but it's like the journey they go on up until the point where he suddenly like does believe her and they try and make perform an exorcism that's actually a really nice romantic moment yeah, there's there's a very strong focus on the relationship, which is why I chose it for the podcast. Is it does yeah. have that strong relationship element that you don't always get in horror movies. Um, oh, it's which, a good, yeah, which, very good shout. Which again really helps it helps cement it as this strong character driven thriller. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so we're now on to our final film of halloween month it's oh it's such quickly. a shame it's gone it's gone quickly well we've already got a list of movies for 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 next year yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh in fact shout out to one movie we'll definitely be watching next year called werewolves within which is good a name horror a horror comedy um about werewolves and was extremely funny uh, my partner and i watched it this week it's brilliant so yeah we'll definitely be watching that next year um but our final film of this year is a movie that i've never seen but i've heard very good things about uh called the love witch oh good name yeah which uh which looks oh, yeah you're right i remember we discussed this um offline and i thought i thought it looked good but very very interesting yeah, yeah good I've name heard. but also kind of a silly name yes <laughs> but i've heard i've heard very good things about it so i'm excited to, to actually watch this Cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. And this is relatively recent, isn't it? Yeah, it's about five years old now, I think. So not not DVD era. Not not DVD era. No. You're not going to get this one on your PS5, are you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Cool. Well, thank you very very much for tuning in. We really really appreciate it, and we hope you're enjoying Halloween month. It's been quite a good good selection of um, horror films with the romantic elements so far. I think. Um, Hope you enjoyed What Lies Beneath, and if you haven't seen it, please do give it a go. It's it's very good. Yeah, let us know what you think. If you were in a haunted house, what would you do? Yeah. If you were haunting a house, what would you do? Those mm. are big questions for you. That's what I really want to know, actually. Positive haunting. We want your ideas yeah. for hashtag positive haunting. <laughs> yeah, let's get that hashtag going. We want a yeah. positive Halloween this year. So you can um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail.com. There's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money. Um, and yeah, ideas for positive haunting, please. And we'll be back next week to talk about the Love Witch. Alrighty, bye-bye. Right. Bye bye. Bye.